Hundreds of trans people re regret changing their gender, says trans activists. This article was written by Sally Robertson, October 7th, 2019. A trans activist woman who tra detransitioned in 2018 has sparked controversy by claiming that many people who have gender reassignment regret the decision and want to return to their original sex. Charlie Evans, aged 28 years, from Newcastle, UK, says hundreds of people who want to return to their original gender have contacted her since she announced her detransition and stopped taking her hormone therapy. Evans was born female, but decided to live as a male for almost 10 years before detransitioning. She says she has received a huge response since announcing that she would no longer be identifying as a male or taking her testosterone therapy. Hundreds of people, just 30 in the Newcastle area alone, have contacted her seeking help, she says, either asking to speak out, asking her to speak out, or to help them find support over their decision to detransition. Quote, I'm in communication with 19 and 20-year-olds who have had full gender reassignment surgery who wish they hadn't, and their dysphoria hasn't been relieved. They don't feel better for it. They don't know what their options are now, end quote. That was a quote by Charlie Evans. There is lack of information about how many people regret transitioning. The number of young people seeking gender transition is at the highest it has ever been, but little is reported about how many of them regret the decision later, finding they are unhappy with their new gender. Evans, who made her story public last year, says she is shocked by the number of people who have contacted her saying they have found themselves in a similar position to her. The people who contact her share similar characteristics. Quote, they tend to be around their mid-twenties. They're mostly female and mostly same-sex attracted and often autistic as well. End quote. One 20-year-old woman who reached out to Evan said gender reassignment did not help her gender dysphoria and that she therefore has also has detransitioned. Quote, she said she felt shunned by the LGBT community for being a traitor, so I felt I had to do something, Evan said. The woman who I the woman had identified as male since the age of thirteen. After taking testosterone therapy, her voice deepened, she grew facial hair, and her body started to change. She was due to undergo, undergo breast removal surgery this summer, but started to change her mind in May and decided to stop taking her hormones and identify as female again. The woman, who asked to be called Ruby, says, quote, I didn't think any change was going to be enough in the end, and I thought it was better to work on changing how I felt about myself than changing my body. I've seen similarities in the way... I experience gender dysphoria in the way I experience other body image issues. And I have to give credit to this young woman, Ruby, because she figured it out. See, it's the medical establishment that takes full advantage of the confusion that these poor children feel. And they target them at younger and younger age. And this whole society is really, again, I've said this plenty of times throughout my podcast, that is one of my main themes, is that this societal structure is built on deceptions from the earliest most basic foundations of our upbringings into this world 
deception upon deception upon deception has been laid like the brick stone walls that they're building around us. All right. So Ruby says she also had an eating disorder, but she does not think that the problem was explored properly in the therapy session she attended through gender identity services. And I mean, going back to this dysmorphia, this self-hatred that a lot of the uh, gender dys, you know, dysphoria patients have and eating disorder patients have, they have a self-hatred. And let me tell you something. Self-hatred, children aren't born with self-hatred. Okay, self-hatred is taught. Somebody taught those, and I, this is coming from experience. I am a trauma survivor. Okay, as far back as my childhood, I have dealt with horrible, horrendous things, and I know exactly what self-hatred can do to a person. And I know for a fact that self-hatred hatred is usually taught. It is taught. It is taught. Okay? Now, back when I was growing up, I didn't have the social media and all these other influences, you know? But there are levels upon levels upon levels of which the society attacks children. They don't have their own parents or enemies. Then they have the system as an enemy. And uh, the system does not do well to support the healthy upbringing of children. Not in this society. Uh, they seek to promote confusion in these children as young as possible as young as possible and I really feel for them but I recognize it I recognize what these children are going through these young people are going through you know they they want to mutilate themselves and they want to butcher themselves because they think it's going to help and the parasites take full exam full advantage of that weakness and they lead them down a deceptive road. Here we'll give you the hormones. Here we'll give you the antidepressants. Here we'll give you the surgery. We'll make you. We'll make you better. Very few of them realize. You know, these this young woman here. At least she figured it out before she went through the transition. Before she mutilated herself. And maybe it's it's what's on the inside. Now I've said this before. I was born, born a female. I'm a heterosexual female deep down inside. When I was younger, I wished that I was born a male. Was that part of the self-hatred? I don't know. I just had more of an aggression. I just, you know, my brain is more like a dude's brain. Um, I don't know. I just felt that, you know, maybe next round I should probably be born a male. But then again, maybe it's a good thing that I wasn't. But I, there's so many things. This world is a much better place because I wasn't born a male. Maybe. But I had to face the reality of what I was born with. There's no amount of mutilation. There's no amount of hormones. It's just, I am, I am what I am. You know? This is it. This is it. And uh, I never hated myself for being born of a, with a vagina. But you have a whole society now that has people hating themselves. For, for just, you're born with a penis. You're born with a dick. You're hetero. Oh, no. Oh, no. You're out. Um, it's It's fucked up, but... None of this stuff that these poor children go through, none of, none of these things that they pursue, that the whole agenda is trying to put them through, is going to fix what ails them deep down inside. So this young woman, Ruby, she said that she also had an eating disorder, and she figured it out. 
she figured out that it wasn't explored properly, you know, in, in gender identity services. It's fucking simple. You, you want to save money? Don't bother going to these psychologists and psychiatrists and these counselors. You want gender identity therapy? Take your clothes off and stare at yourself in the mirror. And there's your fucking gender ident- identity service to yourself. This is what you're born with. This is what you got. Okay? In or out whatever the fuck. That's your identity service. And then deal with it. Deal with it. Deal with what you got. That's it. It's it. When I was at my gender clinic to get referred for hormones, we had a session where I went over my mental health issues and I told them about my eating disorder. And they didn't suggest that that could maybe be connected with my gender dysphoria, Rosie sh- Ruby says. For everyone who has had gender dysphoria, whether they are trans or not, I want there to be more options for us because I think there is a system of saying, okay, here's your hormones, here's your surgery, off you go. And I don't think it's helpful for anyone. Now, growing up, feeling more like identified more with boys than girls, I would never call such a thing gender dysphoria. I played with the boys, you know, I was a tomboy. That is what it was. It was what it was, you know? Um... I could never call it dysphoria. I just felt that I had more of a masculine personality, a masculine drive, and it is what it is. But they want to put labels. You're you're dysphoric. Oh, you know, I don't know. I was 8 years old, 9 years old, 10 years old, 11, 12, 13, 14. They said, hey, you you know, we could turn you into a boy. You you want to try taking these pills and then we can can fit fit you for a new dick? I don't know. Maybe in that age, in my, my... youth my ignorance maybe i would have been like sure i'll try it i don't know but they're they're really preying on these young confused shattered children and there's a whole movement behind this so let me continue with the article we're almost done here the detransition advocacy network evans is now setting up a charity called the detransition advocacy network which will hold its first meeting in manchester at the end of this month the nonprofit organization aims to provide guidance to trans people who have undergone gender reassignment, but now want to change back to their original gender. Yeah, these these poor kids. Yeah. Ah, if they underwent gender reassignment surgery, the young women had their breasts removed. The young men probably had their dicks removed. I mean, this is a brutal. This is brutality here. Evans, who is also a freelance science journalist, has previously tweeted, We know that there is no such thing as a boy brain or a girl brain and that you can be born with the wrong one or that you can be born with the wrong one. We know hormone blockers are unsafe because we need testosterone and estrogen for development. We need to be brave and stand together. Gender transition offered to children as young as three or four. This is, this is criminal. NHS, NHS facilities in the UK have started to offer their guidance on gender transition to children as young as three or four years old. And participation in gender transition programs has skyrocketed. This is fucking sick. One center, three or four years old. A fucking three-year-old, four-year-old doesn't know what the fuck they are. Okay? They could be unicorns. You say, oh, you want to transition to a unicorn? They'll say yes. It's these sick parents that are pushing this. One center called the Tavistock... Oh, it figures. Tavistock Institute. Look that one up. It fucking figures. And Portman NHS Trust 
says that compared with 10 years ago, participation has skyrocketed by 3,200%, with the rate for girls up by over 5,000%. That's insane. These poor little girls, you three years old, just four, I don't even know what I was, I, I can't remember before the age of eight, that's part of my uh, trauma history. Um, but I couldn't even imagine the shit that I might have said at three or four. And like, you know, would I have been put on hormones if I grew up in this day and age? If I was three or four in uh, 2011, 2012 through now? Just fucking mind boggling. Um, yeah, so girls are up by and and it's just so troubling. It's so troubling. With its record showing that referrals are more common than ever, the center suggests that cases cases of D transition will also rise. <laughs> I'm fucking real. I mean, they're infiltrating the minds of these children at three or four, and they're like, oh yeah, you know, they're gonna be. They know they're gonna be a certain percent. Yeah, we're probably gonna have more people who are gonna regret this. And they know that there's a percentage, an increasing percentage of people who regret this transition that doesn't stop them. You see that? That doesn't fucking stop them from encouraging it and targeting these kids at younger and younger ages. In a statement, one trust spokesperson disputed Evan's description saying, quote, decisions about physical interventions made in our care are arrived at after a thorough exploration process. No, it's a thorough exploitation process. While many of our patients may decide not to pursue physical treatment or a drop or drop out of treatment, the experience of regret described here is rarely seen. Just because you guys don't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. However, some people think further research and more discussions are needed surrounding the topic of gender dysphoria, as well as potential alternatives to gender transition. Yeah, those people are the ones who are trying to detransition. And unfortunately, being that they mutilated themselves, I mean, what can drive self-hatred even more than having mutilated your own body permanently? Like You decide if you're a young man or you're a woman or, you you know, you get your tits chopped off or your dick chopped off and then you realize, like, damn, I made a mistake. Okay, for a young woman, maybe they could get breast implants. I don't know. Do they sew vaginas shut? Like, I don't, I don't even know how far some of these people have taken it. You know, um, but when these people decide to quote detransition, there's no way they don't look at themselves with more, and that, that that's even more brave to say I'm gonna I'm gonna stop this farce because they know that their body's permanently changed. You know that that takes an even more of an effort for them to go through self acceptance after having undergone and gone under the knife, undergone uh, hormone therapy, and got you know gone under the knife it's it's a terrible terrible thing but this isn't possible without the medical establishment capitalizing on the weakness of these children so let me continue here um some people think further research and more discussions are needed surrounding the topic of gender dysphoria as well as potential alternatives okay and that's pretty much the end of the article sally robinson who wrote this article has a bachelor's degree in biomedical sciences. She is a specialist in reviewing and summarizing the latest findings across all areas of medicine. All right. And that's basically it on that article there.